Welcome into Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 20. We've got a great one for you today. We are actually on location at Tiger Field here in Minden. Joining us here in just a second will be Douglas Head coach ryan gonzalez they are sitting at 13 and 3 so far this season we will get to that in just a second first we got to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor which is double j auto here in gardnerville just around the corner from where we are now you can check them out online at www.doublejautonv.com as always got to give some love to my producer as well jeff mulvahill www.instaimage.com is where you can find his stuff and if you want to read about Douglas High Baseball's win over nationally ranked Reno from Saturday. Feel free to check out my work online at therecordcourier.com backslash sports. But without further ado, we are now joined by Douglas head coach Ryan Gonzalez. Thanks for the time, Ryan. And uh, how are you doing? We'll start you with an easy one. I'm doing great, truthfully. I don't sound great. Um, I think it's just uh, a lot of work that we've been putting in. I've lost my voice and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. And uh, thank you for having me, Jeff Carter. Appreciate it. What a great day. Yeah, you guys are sitting at 13-3, and three, coming off a, like I said, coming off a win over nationally ranked Reno High on, on Saturday here at your home field as well. I guess to start with, what's the team's confidence level like at the moment? What's where, where you guys kind of stand right now, given that 13-3 uh, and three is not exactly what uh, Douglas baseball has been used to over the last couple of years, at least having that uh, impressive of a start? There's no doubt. You know, we're riding the wave right now. We keep calling it that. Um, our confidence level has always been there, so I'm not going to say it's through the roof. Uh, but it's consistent, and I'm really proud of the guys, how hard they've worked, and it's definitely shown. Yeah, would you would you say there's uh, a biggest attribute that you uh, have seen so far to get, have, you know, 13 wins in 16 games so far this season? Would you say there's there's one thing that really stands out? I know I know you, you like to cover cover all your bases and obviously uh, temper expectations, but would you say there's one, one area that surprised you, I guess, to start the season? I think how well we've been pitching. We've been attacking people. We're not afraid to throw strikes in any count. And I think the second one's going to be our offense. Yeah, obviously quite a quite a bit of offense there. Uh, obviously you put up 10 runs on Reno with that nine-run sixth inning uh, as well. Uh, at the plate, I mean, Gabe Foster's hitting 500 through 28 at-bats. Gabe Natividad's hitting 464 through 56 at-bats. Thomas Young's leading off a, a 327 clip as well. Uh, obviously you guys have a... a Plenty of other guys who are who are hitting the ball well uh, as a team. I mean, would you say there's a, there's an approach difference, or is it just kind of uh, a senior leadership difference there at the plate? That's uh, that's had, you guys have had so much success there. I definitely think it's a mindset. It's 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 the approach. Um, we've been preaching that we're all different hitters. We're not alike. We're putting them in the best position possible, and we're trying to get them to think in the right counts. When to slug when to have a team at bat, when to have a me at bat. And truthfully, I think it's working. There's still a lot of things that we got to get better at. And I think uh, those teams know what we got to be better at and they're attacking us. But at the same time, we're making the uh, adjustment on the fly during the game. So I'm really proud of these guys. Um, just switching, you know, into that mindset and um, producing. I'll get to some more uh, overall lineup questions here in a second, but I, since I brought up Thomas Young, I got to talk about uh, Ty's catch out in center field against Reno. Where does that stack as far as uh, catches you've seen made by high school players? I imagine that's probably up there. It's got to be the top three to four easily. Um, seen a lot of baseball, played a lot of baseball, but like you said, at this level, uh, for him to 
go that distance and track that baseball in that moment, I mean, it, it's, for Douglas, I'm going to say it's probably the biggest catch so far. Uh, I guess for you, um, I also noticed you guys have 70 through, 74 steals through 16 games. Was that, was that kind of a big big piece for you guys coming in? I know you guys have a lot of speed around, around, uh, around the lineup as well. I joke around with our coaches, and uh, I said we've been pretty slow for a long time. And uh, it's not that we work harder at stealing bases. It's just we just have a natural talent uh, to do so. And we've been, uh, you know, just calling the right sign at the right time. And to give these guys a credit, they've just been reading the ball too as well and getting good jumps off the pitcher. So it kind of works uh, both ways, and uh, we just, you know, we haven't we haven't put up the red light yet. <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously you're getting those steals from a lot of different places. I saw Gabe's got 18 steals, Thomas Young's got 12. Uh, I mean, that's only 30 or 74 right there. So a lot of different guys who are able to uh, get an extra 90 feet when when you need it. Um, I, in the season outlook story, I described your your approach as uh, cautiously optimistic, which I'm not sure is fair anymore now that you guys are 13 and three. Call me a sandbagger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being pretty uh, reserved, and uh, you know, I don't uh, I don't always try to you know count my chickens before they hatch. But I knew that we had a, you know the possibility and the chance of doing all this stuff, but prove it, and that's that's kind of the message too. I give my guys keep proving it. Obviously, you guys still have plenty of season left, too. I'm not trying to get too, too ahead of yourself here. Um, but through, I guess going into April now, what's, uh, would you say there's one thing you're really trying to, to focus on now that you're, you're in April with you know, hit, hitting that, I guess, midway point to, to the second half of the season, if you will? Absolutely. Defense. Defense wins a lot of games. Defense is going to get you there to the end. And defense is going to give you a chance to you know, eat your whole enchilada. So. Definitely, that's something that we're going to keep on preaching. Uh, we do got to get better at everything else, bunting especially. Um, so we're, we're not done. We got a lot of work, like I said, and uh, it's going to be fun when we get it all together and put it together. Where do you stand on the, the small ball <laughs> approach? Is that I know high school is very different from any other level. I know it can be can be valuable in certain situations, but do you have a do you have a hard stance on uh, on the small ball? I don't. It's a battle every day. I mean, when I grew up playing, I had speed. I can do it all right with the bat. Um, going to WNC, we really preached uh, from Coach DJ Whittemore that a uh, small ball, you know, wins you ball games too. So it, it's a battle because Coach Nick, he's a slugger. I coached under DJ, uh, excuse me, uh, Demo uh, Aaron Demosthenes from WB Baseball, who was our hitting coach at WNC, and he was all about slugging. And so that's where I go back to saying – what players up the bat, what gives us our best chance and opportunity, and that's why I think we've mixed the lineup uh, the way we have so that we can generate certain things early on and then let the big dogs eat. So, you know, I, I'm just a big fan of uh, get them on, get them over, get them in, but at the same time, you know, when you have those guys that can slug and hit the baseball, why not? You know, it, it, it's, it's just a beautiful thing when you can balance that out, but I still think that our small ball game, it's not there. Yeah, and I should have probably let in with this. You're a you're a Carson guy originally, obviously uh, coached and played at WNC as well. Any uh, you get any grief from any of the the folks down here? <laughs> so I'm going to correct you on this one. Okay, <laughs> I coached there. I never played there. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I played at Carson High. Yeah, for Ron McNutt and uh, the rest of the great coaches that were there. Um, but you know, two different philosophies, two different levels. Um, I pick a little bit from both. 
and I just pretty much come up with my own recipe. Obviously, I trust my coaches too as well. They got a lot of experience. Um, Steve Sullivan played at Cal Northridge. Um, Coach Nick Githens, he played at the next level. Teddy Foster played for Gary Foster. So we kind of put our ideas together and ultimately, you know, I make the decision, but I never discount what they have to say. But, you know, we all come from great programs, great tradition, great culture, and uh, what better mixture that we have here at Douglas High School for these boys. Yeah, and then uh, I guess over to the pitching staff. Obviously, James Hubbard had quite the outing against Reno. I've seen, seen him throw a couple times already this season. Uh, had a really nice uh, start against Carson as well from, from earlier. I guess, obviously, with him being a senior, he's got a 1.28 ERA through 27 and a third innings pitch. What can you say about him through those 27-plus those innings and uh, how, how uh, nice has, have those, uh, those outings been for you as a coach? So I forget the big leaguer, big James, I think, Shield, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Um, I kind of go off of that. I nicknamed him Big Game uh, James. And uh, it's not a surprise because, like I mentioned to you in, in, in a previous interview, that he's the ultimate worker. Uh, he understands what it's going to take to get to the next level, which he's already committed to Mesa, uh, CC down in Mesa, Arizona. The thing that really stands out, though, is that he, he doesn't ever get – too flustered, he doesn't ever get too big or too low, um, and he's the ultimate competitor. So you know, hats off to him. I'm so proud that you know he's put us on his shoulder. He's put himself in the position to be you know a four game winner so far, strikeout leader. Um, I, I just can't say anything more else. But wow, I mean, what an outstanding human being. I'm glad that we have him on our team. Uh, walking around through the rest of the the rest of the pitching staff, I don't want to leave anybody out here, but obviously uh, Brendan Melendow's had a nice nice start as well. He's got a one point seven five ERA through sixteen innings. Along with him, who else have you kind of seen? Uh, I know Gabe Natividad's come in for for a few closer roles as well. What I guess what's the the rest of your rotation look like, uh, if you will? Yeah, so Braden. I mean, Braden's done a great job too. He's a, he's an unbelievable workhorse too. He's not afraid to throw the baseball uh, on the mound. He's uh, he's improved his. Uh, his game plan too as well, uh, attacking hitters. And he's, I mean, I can't say he's our number two because we also have Keegan Snooks, mm-hmm. but I can say he's our number two. So we're kind of going back and forth uh, with Snookies and uh, Melly. But we got a lot of guys on the bullpen that can spot start too, like MacGyver and Kobarger, right? That we can't ever discount or forget about. But I think we got a pretty well balanced pitching staff. We got a three headed monster going into this. So. It's just it goes to show, you know, that Coach Steve Sullivan too has uh, really put them in a position to where it doesn't matter who's next. We got trust in them and the preparations there. So hats off to Coach Sullivan too, and the rest of the pitching staff. Uh, this is a question I don't think I've asked you yet. I happen to notice the the slogan in the dugout, and then I see it on your wristband as well. The be uncommon. Uh, is that something you kind of started, or is that uh, I guess walk me through how you guys came up with with that slogan? So team elite performance. Um, ben Brown, Benson Brown. He's a firefighter. He's a a colleague of uh, Coach Sullivan. Him and his part, uh, partner, Dean, excuse me, I forget his last name. It's embarrassing. But uh, they used to do this team builder at WNC where they would come up and it'd take eight hours to take every bit of your breath. Uh, it took a lot of emotion. And um, it was something that was really special that hasn't been – I haven't taken it off my wrist uh, since uh, I left WNC. And I keep on preaching uh, the be uncommon portion of it because it's too easy to be common. And – 
it, it means a lot to me. Those guys are professional what they do. Um, it's never going to come off, hopefully not. But little bits and pieces of what I learned through uh, Team Elite Performance is, uh, you know, just be relentless. You know, put the team above your own needs. And I think this is what I'm preaching these guys, and they're believing in it. And that's why we got such a uh, such a great camaraderie in the in the clubhouse, in the uh, in the dugout, and it's really paying off right now because these guys are, like I said, they're uncommon. I got some lighter questions for you. So uh, if you want to go back to Douglas baseball, we can. But I just curious from uh, catching a couple games here, uh, a lot of '90s hip hop influence in the uh, the pregame walk up. Is that is that a coach driven thing? Is that a kids driven thing? Where it's uh, how, how did that how does that come about? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I grew up in the '90s. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I came up here when I was 11. Um, I don't think you ever forget your roots. Uh, but I let I let our players be who they are. I, I'm not gonna take that away from them. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a choice as long as it's always appropriate, of course, definitely. But um, that's who they are. And I, I believe that if you respect that enough, you're going to get it back. You know, as long as we always do it the right way, think about it the right way. But no, I was actually very surprised because we know that these individuals uh, now listen to different types of music that we don't really know about, right? And so what better... I guess, genre of the 90s to bring back. Um, You know, we have fun with it. I laugh. Sometimes I shake my head just because they have no clue (laughs) where some of that stuff comes from. You know, they probably never experienced it. But like I said, as long as it's proper, everything's edited, obviously. um, That's what they like. I'm not going to take it away from them. Well, then you have to counter that with Gabe coming out to Frosty the Snowman. And I'm (laughs) sure that's just that's for you. I mean, if you're ever going to laugh, it's got to be right there. It definitely is. Besides that one or uh, Jeffrey Peters' I'm a Barbie Girl song. And I think that's been tradition, too, of late that, you know, we get the, we get the freshmen, we get them a, a song. Like last year, Carter Bleeker came up, we gave him Dora the Explorer. So these guys are having fun. I, I, I can't discount that, you know. Like I said, there's always rules and expectations, and they've met that, so why not let them have fun? Uh, I got two more for you, and then we, we can let you get back to practice here. I know there's a lot of different statistics, a lot of different numbers, uh, and I know obviously at varying levels it's it's easier to dive into analytics with pros. Obviously at high school you're not necessarily focused on that. Do you have a favorite stat that you think kind of tells you more about uh, about a hitter or a pitcher or de- team defense, anything anything kind of in that realm? On base percentage. Okay. Hits by pitch, walks. I think that's uh, some selfless baseball right there. Uh, putting your, like I said earlier, putting yourself above the team's needs um, is something that I definitely uh, tell the players that, hey, if you guys can, you know, reach base as many times as you can, I mean, there's always a good possibility that at this level you're going to score. So I really push the envelope where they not only are they aggressive, but at the same time smart. And, you know, I tell them all the time, hey, that's your plate. You dictate what has to happen there. And if you get something you can do something with, then, you know, that's awesome. But if you can draw a walk or get hit by a pitch, then even better, you know. Do you have a, a bold prediction for the baseball season? I know you're, you're a big Dodgers fan as well, coming from L.A. Is there, a, is there a bold prediction for Major League Baseball now that the lockout is over and opening day is coming up this week? Just keep signing the best players. That's my <laughs> bold prediction there. I mean, you can't win on paper. You can't buy everybody. But, you know, just uh, – Getting Kimbrell, losing Jens, Jansen, right? That, that, that's that's an obvious move there. We got a lot of talent. There's still guys coming up in the system that I follow too. Not only did I follow DJ Peters mm-hmm. after he got released, but um, 
you know, it's a deep farm system. And um, like I said earlier, you can't buy a team, but you can definitely put yourself in the best position possible, uh, you know, to have those trade chips, to have that depth. And um, obviously it's been working for them pretty well. So, yeah, I'm going to still be rooting for the Dodgers. Well, thanks a lot to Coach Ryan Gonzalez for, for joining us here. Ryan, I'll leave the floor to you if there's anything else you want to want to plug here or anything, anything like that. But otherwise, uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking the time to, to join us. No, thank you too, gentlemen. I know I've known Jeff for a very long time. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, Carter, just met you here a few years ago. You're doing a great job too. Um, you guys are more than welcome to our complex whenever you guys want, especially up here. I know that we got a nice little press box. And uh, yeah, I'm to the fans. Come on out. You're going to get a good show, win or lose. Uh, we're, we're doing this for the community. We're doing this for the Little Leaguers. We just had Little League Day on Saturday. We had a nice little showing. So we're just going to keep on doing our best and just come out and support us. We appreciate everybody. Thanks again to Coach Ryan Gonzalez for joining us. Once again, Douglas High Baseball sitting at 13-3 and and coming off a win over nationally ranked Reno here at home. We'll be back in just a second with the rest of the podcast. But once again, thanks to Coach Gonzalez for taking the time to join us. Thanks again to Douglas High head coach Ryan Gonzalez for joining us on the podcast here. Just a few more updates while we got you along here. Douglas Softball took down Bishop Minogue in three innings twice in a doubleheader this past weekend. 18-0 and 16-0. Douglas scores 34 runs, had 37 hits in just six innings of work. Obviously, a lot of stats you could go over there. I'll hit just the, the big ones here. Lillian Lee hit three homers in the two games. Uh, Bree Williams added two more bombs of her own. Just five home runs between the two of them there. Uh, pretty impressive outing for Douglas. They are now 2-1 and one in league play this season with the only loss coming to Spanish Springs. Uh, over on the Carson side of the softball Results, they split a doubleheader with Reno this past weekend. Carson won game one, six to two, before falling in game two, 12 to eight. Katie Farnworth threw nine innings in that one with 18 strikeouts. Reese Branham went two for six with a homer, a double, and three RBIs as well. Keely Franco knocked in three runs of her own also. Carson High Baseball picked up its first league win on Saturday with a 5-4 win at Reed. Devin Sanchez hit an RBI single to left to knock in the game-winning run in the sixth inning. DiCarlo Quintana went yard in the second inning, while Tanner Hunt added a two-run double in the fourth Looking around the region, Douglas obviously sits at first place in the baseball standings at 7-1 and one in league play. Minogue is 5-1, and one, Reno's 4-1, and one, and Spanish Springs is 3-1. and one. So that top four looking pretty nice at the moment. Obviously, Damani Ranch still sitting there at 5-2-2, at two and two, and McQueen at 2-4 and four in sixth, followed by Galena, Carson, and Reed. Obviously, if you get... Some of those teams on certain days, they're going to be a lot tougher to face than on, on other ones. Uh, over to the softball standings, like I said, Douglas 2-1, Carson 2-1, and, and then Reed and Spanish Springs are both undefeated in league play. The Cougars are 3-0. The Raiders sit at 2-0. Damani Ranch sitting at 6th, have yet to play a league game so far. And Galena, McQueen, and Bishop Minogue all looking for their first wins in league play. We got a few signings in last week's paper. Sarah Wiggins for Carson High Girls Golf made her 
college commitment official. She's headed to SUNY Cortland, a D3 school in just south of Syracuse in New York to continue golfing there. Nicholas Batine got that name right this time. Last name right. He is going to be a mid-distance runner at Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So a little change of scenery for both Carson High athletes there. Got another signing coming up for Carson High Swimming as well this week. So be tuned. Be sure to find a copy of excuse me, Saturday's newspaper to pick up that. Otherwise, I think that's all we got for today. Obviously, we'll have swimming and track results in Wednesday's edition of both the Nevada Appeal and Record Courier. We also have some middle school wrestling photos that are going to make the Record Courier as well. One of the wilder middle school wrestling matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Really, I don't need to qualify that with middle school. It's just one of the wilder wrestling matches I've I've seen uh, in my time. I won't. I don't think I'll walk through the whole thing here because it'll get confusing because I don't know last names, but. Quite a crazy uh, middle school girls wrestling event there on last Wednesday between Pawalu and Carson Valley Middle School. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode 20. I think I've said it a few times now, but a huge thanks again to Douglas High head coach Ryan Gonzalez for joining us on the program. And thanks for letting us use the press box here at Tiger Field where we are watching Douglas take some early practice now. Thanks again to our two sponsors today and my producer, Jeff Mulvihill. You can check out his work online, www.instaimage.com. And our main sponsor today, Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. You can catch them online at www.doublejautonv.com. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L, and through the Nevada Peel and Record Courier. I think you are all well aware of that by now. I think I say that every week, so maybe I'll just stop. However, that's going to do it for episode 20 of Behind the Bench. Thank you to all of our listeners. I've gotten quite a few compliments on this podcast over the last week or so. So much appreciated there. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. 